The Counterfeit God, A History of Corpus by Avon Fur Burunt. Vilta arrived in Inut on a crisp spring morning. It is said that the wildflowers that characterised the region were in full bloom, a sign of hope that was quickly quashed. She went there seeking allies, local people that could help to track the awakening threat and stop it. Instead, she found a community that was fractured, hurting from a war against the tenders to defend their very remnant, and still building from a migration 40 years previous. The village was struggling to find its identity. Beneath the surface of community, everything lay taut, like two vines, entwined, pulling, waiting for the other to snap. Call it naivety, call it single-mindedness, but Vilta failed to notice these tensions until things were much too late. Her request, her plea, pushed the community fighting over the value of its own traditions too far. A group led by a stonemason named Aya seized control of the village's council. They wanted to restore what they saw as the community's traditional values and turn Vilta away. This second part failed. Vilta found protection in other members of the village, led by a storyteller named Jeddah and a young girl named Charla. Heed that name for it'll come up many times later. The traditionalists responded by plotting to poison Vilta, hoping to remove her from the picture. Now, recognising the wounds that she caused on the community, hearing of the plot, Vilta decided to strike the first and final blow. It is said she walked into the tent where the toxin was being prepared and drank it, willingly. By doing so, she hoped to restore the community's bonds, to give her followers, the parish, a chance to do her work later. This, as we now know, did not work. Vilta fell into a deep sleep, and by the time she awoke, Corpus had already stirred under Carnveskel, and her dark prophecy would already be coming true. This is These Flimsy Rituals. I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at addtdixon. Joining me today are Elizabeth Simones. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. You can follow me at Games. Ryan Evans. Hi, I'm Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter at BrainXray. Thryn Henderson. Hi, I'm Thryn, and you can follow me at Thryn. And Steve Martin. Hey, I'm a 1992 People's Choice Awards favourite actor in a comedy motion picture, Steve Martin, and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. And you can follow the show on Twitter at These Flimsy Rituals. No, you can follow it at Flimsy Rituals. Wah, wah, wah. Thank you for the correction. It was uh, appreciated. It's all right. That's why I'm director of social media, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so, so starting the shrine with Briss and Charla. You're still in the shrine, and the wind is just circling around you. Uh, Strail wasn't here before, but like you've definitely welcomed it in. The storm is in this building, and there's just kind of like ice whipping around everywhere. Uh, like you, you can feel like snow form a little bit on your cheek, I think, Charla. And you can hear the voices shouting down the corridor. 
And I think all around you, like mixed in with like this sudden sleet, you can see the Elik lights, these floating pieces of light just swirling around the room. I think it means that like the patches of light are very like uncertain and random and seem to shift. One section is brightly lit and then all of a sudden it's cast into shadow. All along the walls where where the where the plants and, and this mass has been growing, like you can see it's sort of like reaching out as if to wrestle against the air that's beating around it. Charlotte just asked, we have super good eyes but bad at light filtering. How does this work in this place? I think that's up to you. How do you both feel like it works? Um, I feel it's it's a bit more like sort of the light is sort of amplified. So, like I don't think these these the the light from these things are bright enough to to cause any sort of flare reaction, any any kind of glare. It's just like we can probably see better than most people in these circumstances. Does that sound about right to you? Sis? Yeah, I was thinking some something like that. Um, that we actually might be pretty good in these caves. But I didn't know because our eyes are bad at light filtering. If that, if it would be kind of like as we move from one area to a different area, if it just takes us our eyes longer to adjust. I think if there was a sudden bright light, like if somebody lit a bonfire or something, then we might have issues. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, if someone suddenly like set the entire place on fire, <laughs> that might be a bad thing. Anyway, oh, um, foreboding. Anyway, <laughs> Charlo, you're. I think you're kind of stood near the entrance. Cast uh, and Callan are nearby you, uh, and Briss, you're stood like near one of the walls. Uh, I think you're holding Colin. That sounds about right. I think he looks up to you. How, how's he looking at you? Um, I I don't know because I've just grabbed him in in a, a huge hug, and I'm just holding him incredibly tightly, and saying we we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here quick. Come on, come on, and I. Without even looking at him, without meeting his eye, um, I sort of let go, grab his hand, and start running towards the others. What do you mean by the others? Do you mean like down the corridor? I think you can definitely hear the shouts coming from down the corridor. Towards oh, I I, I don't care. Towards right the entrance, like that's where the villagers are. No, towards Cast and and Callan, towards re- relative safety. I feel like this is a good time to make your guardian roll, since you haven't rolled it in a few sessions. The first time each session, um, when your charge is in your care, roll. On a 10 plus, hold 3. On a 79, hold 1. Spend hold 1 for 1 to get your charge to do as you say. This feels like a good time to make that roll. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna roll scared right now, which. Okay. Oh, bums. <laughs> That's a 6. Charla, who's in the room, could spend a bond to help that if they wanted to. Oh, oh! I have lots of bonds. So you can bo- you can both like hear the, the the shouting of the villagers coming from down the corridor, and Briss is trying to lead Corin like past you, away from the shouting villagers and in- into safety. No, I'm not going to really assist in parenting. <laughs> nice. Briss is a bad parent, and that's pretty much it. Wow! Wow! Okay, sure. <laughs> so, so what was your action? You were just like pulling on Corin's arms. I, I. I grabbed his hand and tried to run, assuming that he was going to follow me, basically. I, I think you start running, and you just feel, like, his arm jank back. Just Wrist just kind of slips from your grip. What are you doing? Come on, we've got to go. The guy you hear them, we, we need to save them. And Who? And just starts running down the corridor towards the, the sound of oh, the no. shouting. Corin, come back! Corin! Corin, come back! <laughs> Shit! Uh, 
chase after him. Chala, what are you doing? Um. So what's actually happening in this room? So they just kind of yelled. Both the plant monsters are like uh, faded for a moment. We're in a spinning ball of light with snow. Yeah, like like this, like buffeting winds. It's almost as if like two elements, like the plants and uh, like the wind, like Strail, are, are sort of fighting against each other. You can't read a situation, can you? Uh, let me see what I can do. Uh, I can play with things, hide from things, manipulate supernaturals. Attempting, like, attempt to do that. I, yeah, attempt, fade, or manipulate, or get angry. Yeah. These are my things. So, I, I guess, like, a question here is, when you're asking what's happening in this room, are you just generally curious about what's going on, or are you trying to, like, get an actual in-character, like, deeper sense of what's going on? Uh, for the first part, I was just trying to see what was going on. So, Corin and Briss have just run out one corridor, and are... The people that I haven't met yet, have they shown... Oh, no, Callan and the person I haven't met yet. Have they shown up? Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of stood quite near you. They're, they're at the entranceway. I think Cast is... He is stood in a doorway, and he's holding... You might not have seen one before, but, but a rifle. I think it's quite slow firing, but he's taking aim uh, and shooting at some of the plant people. And as he hits them, they just seem to... All of the colour seems to fade from them, and they just drop. I don't think he's gaining ground. I think, like, he's losing ground to the plants that are slowly, like, taking over this room. And I think, uh, Corin and Briss ran through that. I think Callan is holding a spear and he's trying to do that. He's, he's helping cast, but he's just trying to use spares to keep the things away. I think I'm going to use my bond move. Um, which is still a kid. When you show vulnerability to an adult, gain a bond with them. Just because I think all of this is very overwhelming. Sure. It's been a very overwhelming time, and this has not turned out the way I thought it would, surprisingly. I kind of just want to go over there and just sit down next to them. Okay. And just, just kind of... So, like, you get behind Don't them. know what to do? Yeah. Like, a little kid would go, like, to, like, their grandmother's skirts and, like, hide. Sure. Kind of thing. But, but pretending to be a little bit more brave than that. But not by much. Who who are you going to? I think I think Callan is in the front and is kind of he's very definitely not far away from you and is kind of fighting, uh, but struggling. Um, and Cast is the one stood in the doorway. Uh, probably Callan because I know who they are. I think Callan is slowly being beaten back and and kind of as you come over, like takes that as an excuse to kind of leave this room and go back into the corridor, like with with you with him and just kind of pulls you and are you okay? What's going on? I think there's like the sound of like the rifle firing over your shoulder as, as you're asking that. Bel- Belka's further down the caves. I, it, it's safe that way. You, you should go. Uh, okay. And then go. Running down the caves without finding any directions whatsoever. <laughs> I, think he, I think he maybe like grabs your arm and goes, Where's the rest of them? Are they... Is that working here? They're through the corridor. They Where, where Briss is going. Go find Belka. They'll look after you. And just sends you through the caves. Uh, so, Briss, uh, you're chasing Corin, trying to run, but the, like the pace of movement is a slow walk against the wind that's kind of buffeting him. Are you following him? Hell, bloody yes! I'm gonna try and gonna try and grab him like, around the waist and, and pick him up. Okay, uh, I think this is attempt fate. How are you feeling? 
as Corin's involved, I'm still scared, so just panicking, trying to trying to deal with this. Oh, there we go. Seven, just about. Seven. Um, so you do it, but there's a cost. So I think you run down the corridor, um, chasing after after Corin, and I, I think you reach him as as you reach the area where the two corridors branch. Uh, one way is the way that you came in, and the other way is the way that where there's like the ledge where Belka fell down. I remember it well. <laughs> I think when you look that way, you can see like it's not just that these things around the wall. It's almost as if there's a mass just filling the entire tunnel and pressing through. Like it's slow, and and you can hear this. You can hear the sound of wind, but you can also hear this like susurration and this tearing that's that's kind of filling the caves. Sorry, what's the the result on a seven for that? Seven to nine is there. A- Sometimes you do it, but there's a cost. The MC can offer a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. Okay, cool. I'll look forward to that then. Yeah, so um, I feel like Corin goes down the other corridor, which is the way you came in, and, and you reach up to him. I think mean, you grab his shoulder to, to catch up to him, but as you do so, you look down the corridor, and you can see you can see the, the, the people of Ninut. I think you can see Ri, uh, who is the, like, retired legendary fighter and she's she's got a sword quite like a thin sword and it's curved and she's fighting um against some tendrils that are like lashing around her and there are a couple of people that have got past her i think you see Jeddah at the front uh she's she's carrying her baby left in one arm and, and like pulling vasan along and you can see like the rest of the villages are kind of around them i think you see uh Varask, who uh, i think you met like in one of the like early episodes Who's like young, like maybe early twenties, like very beautiful, and and you see him like buffeted over by by some wind, and and you see like the the yellow mass just start to like wrap around him, and and he looks at you and screams out for help. What do you do? Can okay, firstly, um, what's what's closer? If if I were to run to them, would that be would that get me? Could I get to them quicker than I could get back to? Callan and cast. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like, like they're maybe like five, ten meters in front of you. Oh right. Um, and can I see further down the corridor? Is the is the sort of the plant stuff filling the entire cave, like as far as I can see, or does it has, has it only made it a certain distance? I, I think the corridor curves. You can't see like the entire way, but as far as you can see, the plants are like have taken it over. I think the difficulty is not that the plants have come that far, but like definitely that the storm is pushing people in and along, and and it's hard to fight against it now. Uh, but like fighting against it all the way out is you don't like your chances. Oh, so the winds, the winds really that that strong. Okay. Um, I think it makes it hard to hear people as well. I think it's like like there's a blizzard in a cave. Okay. Um, Briss looks at him and uh. Briefly glances down the corridor, realizes that there's that this stuff carries on and that that's not a safe direction either. And hesitating only for a second, she turns around and carries Corin back towards the only place she knows safe. Cold. Yep. yep. I've been looking after the village. Corin. Corin's the priority. I mean, you see, uh, like Re trying to fight her way to Varesk. She's trying to fight, but she looks at you with, like a look of like utter disgust. Fine. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Corin back and basically throw him towards the others when I get there. Do you want to make a 
lead people for a dangerous situation roll. I thought you were going to say that. Okay, yep. All right. Um, I'm I'm going to roll powerful this time because this is all this is all uh, under her control. Um, she's kind of taking charge, and making decisions now. So that's an eight. Okay. Uh, so when you lead people through a dangerous situation, yourself or others, roll on a ten plus. You do it on a seven to nine. Pick two, and the options are: you don't suffer harm, nothing is left behind, you don't end up in another dangerous situation. Um, nothing is left behind, and I don't end up in another dangerous situation. Okay. So you suffer harm. Yep. Uh, so you you're wading through through the plants uh, and and storm. I, I think the plants are basically shapeless now. Like, whatever is controlling them isn't trying to look human or isn't trying to present anything. It is just it's almost like waves, except chaotic. Like it's not. There's no pattern or rhythm to it, but things are just things are forming all around you. Like they lash out. You, you manage to to duck and weave or shield, and and then they'll fade as if. As if the thing is struggling to really make its presence felt. I I, I kind of imagine Corin's struggling a bit at this point and yeah. sort of kicking and trying to get trying to get free, trying to carry on with what he was doing, which is go back to the others. Yeah, I think he's definitely shouting that. I think he's shouting like, "You can't leave them." I I, I think he even shouts, "You can't leave them!" Like you left uh, my, like my mum or our family. Oh, ow, ow! That's a kind of harm. Like, yeah, I think it's something along those lines. Like, you can't leave them. Like, like you left everyone else. Oh God! Yeah, I think I think Briss uh, was just about to kind of yell at him to to keep keep calm and well, she's about to say something, but then <laughs> yeah, that that knocks the uh, knocks the thought straight out of her. Okay, I, I think you take like a load of like lashes from both from the wind and and the, the plants. Like, I don't think either of these things is discriminate about what it harms. So I think that's like too harm. I think there's like you don't really notice it now, but there are definitely like cuts and wounds and bruises all over your body. Fine with it. And you get to where Cast and Callan are stood. Um, just just checking. So taken to uh, to harm. Is that all wounds? Yeah, that's wounds. Yeah. I think Callan looks at you as you as you go close and goes, "Did you see them?" I I sort of almost almost throw Corin towards him. And say, hold on to him, I'm going back. And I turn around and push back towards the others. I think Callan follows you. I think he moves uh, through through the wind faster than you do somehow. Callan, no, get back to safety. Get Make a fire, we need fire. You're not sure whether he can hear you over the wind, but he shouts something back. You don't hear what it is. Okay, Belka, what are you doing? Um, Looking for the way out. Cool. Looking for this fabled river. Me and my poetry friend and this magic dog. Uh, yeah. I, I think they lead you They lead you through some of the, the tunnels, like Maddie leads you through some of the tunnels. Uh, you, you probably, like, look inside them or, like, work them out. Uh, there's, like, a kitchen near this gathering, dining gathering spot uh, with all the tables. I think a lot of, like, the place settings that have just been left, or, like, pieces of paper or books where people have left them, are just, like, fluttering with the wind. And then you go out through, like, the other side of that, and, and like, to one side you can see that there's a kitchen down the hall. Um, and the other, like, you can see, like, a couple of corridors that have been blocked off. And ahead of you, the, the tunnel splits into two. 
Maddie says that to the right, the tunnel goes deeper into the caves and there's a way out that way. But that's the way that she and Kaylin fled from. Um, there's nothing good that way. The other way leads to, to the lake that you've been told about. Well, a lake sounds better than nothing good. So the lake is in like a large room, like bigger than like the rest of the complex put together that you've seen. And there's, as you walk in, there's like a bit of a shore, uh, like the, the blue rock fades into the water. The water is quite clear. You can see almost all the way to the bottom. Like you can see all the lights reflected in it. There is an island in the middle and there are, there are like a few bridges, uh, leading to the island. Uh, all of them are, are kind of decorated, um, with like bits of fabric and everything look like in the same way that the chairs and things were and everything looks like very pretty and picturesque. Uh, the center of the lake has, has loads of like the flowers and the plants on. And, and they're all sort of like waving in the wind. That sounds beautiful. Um, but also none of those things sounded like a way to be outside of the mountain. None of those things sounded like an exit. No. Which is unfortunate. I mean, does, does Maddie know whether there are ways out here or is she just like being hopeful? I think she says that like most of them are underwater. Okay. But I think there's maybe also like a few caves uh, in the walls all around. They've probably sent boats up and down this. I, I think there's like a couple of like small boats, but you're not sure. I, I don't think Maddie's sure either. Like she knows that people have come and gone this way. I don't think she knows. I don't think she knows the best way out. Well, then we are getting in a boat and having a look. Have you used a boat before? Probably not. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I think Maddie probably has. I think most of these boats are like, I think there are a couple that are built to, to to survive going down down the river. But like like there's maybe like two of them. I don't think people do this very often. I mean, it depends what kind of boat. I think probably like punt slash gondola situations where you just push it along. Yeah, that would be familiar. Like, there are probably with, some like, like rowing boats and stuff. Rowing might be a bit beyond their expertise. Okay. I think you get into a boat. I think Maddie maybe takes over. I think she's probably been on this lake before, like in one of these little boats. So, so you're looking for the way out. How are you? So, what are you doing? We are going to go around the edge of the lake and look for holes that people can fit through. I suppose. I think this sounds like paying attention to water around you. I think it absolutely does. Yeah. Cool. So, when you spend a moment to pay attention to the water around you, roll on a ten plus ask three on a seventy nine ask two. How are you feeling, Belka? I think peaceful. It sounds just hella nice in here. I hate you. <laughs> and that's an 11. Nice. On the 10 plus, ask three. If you act on any answer given, you get to take plus one forward. Uh, the questions are, what's my best way out? What is my best way out? <laughs> <laughs> what is my best way out in past? Uh, how is blank vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What, if anything, appears out of place? What's my enemy's true position? Is this going to get worse before it gets better? What is the history of blank? What superstitions exist about blank? Okay, well... What is your best I way out? I certainly, yes, like to know my best way out, please. I, li- I get three, right? Yeah, you get three. Okay, so let's leave best way out to last. Okay, what would you like to ask so, first? Uh, I guess my first one would be which enemy is the biggest threat? I, I think it's whatever is coming from beneath. Okay. It spread far further than you think it has, or like have have seen. 
So it's coming from one direction in a minute that you've seen. Um, it, it's definitely basically all around. And I think, I think going through the river will also like risk it being there as well. Mm-hmm. I think it has taken over quite a lot of, um, this was a remnant's territory, like, as I said, like devoted to hibernation and sleep. I think like, uh, Maddie probably tells you their names, uh, like Isaiah. And I think Isaiah is dying. And, and I think whatever this is, like, that is the thing that's killing it. Okay. So, so we've spoken about this off screen, but I don't think we've spoken about it on screen. Like, part of the reason that you came here, the parish came here and Vilta came here, is that Vilta knew that there was something bad happening around this Vilta's area. Vilta's going to be so mad when she wakes up. And, and like, part of the reason she went to Ninut was to try and, like, find people to help her. Because I don't think she could face it on her own. And, and to find out what was happening. I mean, this is probably very similar to what the Jackals predicted. Hmm. So yeah, like this probably feels like the thing that Vilta had warned against. Okay. So that was question one. That was question one. A part of me wants, is this going to get worse before it gets better? But I feel deep down inside me and the answer is just a yes. So... <laughs> probably. Uh, because I don't know this space, but Maddie and Leaf are both with me and they do. I think I'm going to go for what, if anything, appears out of place. I think there's stuff missing. I think as you've seen from, like, the dining room, like, these people are very happy to just leave stuff around. There's, like, a communality between the people that live here. Like, if they were drawing something, they'd just leave that drawing there. They'd leave the pens there. Like, I don't think people are very precious about property. It's very familial, and, and there's lots of clutter everywhere. And I think the island is very uncluttered. It's as if someone has been and gathered everything up. Okay. What is my best way out? Uh, I think you find a cave. It's not the highest cave. I think it's maybe like three feet Mm -hmm. above the water level. But I think you look around and that seems to be like where most of the water flow seems to be going. Okay. And you can see for like quite a way down it and see that the ceiling seems to rise and see that it seems to go quite a way down. I think also you find a load of markings on the ceiling, uh, which which Maddie reads to you, and is basically uh, showing that it's trading tunnels, like this. Like it's basically marks made here to show people which way to go. Okay, cool. So I guess we're going to go out that way, but but not currently. Uh, we should go and get our friends. Cool. Let's do that in a minute. Uh, so Vens. Hello. Um, do you have any idea of what? Of any scenes that you'd like, or, or would you like me to make one? Honestly, I feel like maybe arriving in the thick of it is quite good. Okay. Maybe just, like, coming over the hill and seeing what's happening with all the villagers. And I mean, yeah. I assume we're still heading for the same kite that I left, so... <laughs> yeah, you can find your way quite easily. I think it's very different... Uh, to the first time you've been here, like snow covers uh, the entire mountainside, and it's in many, like in most places, like three feet deep. In some places, even deeper. It's sort of weird. There's like a direction to the wind that you've never really experienced before. Like it, it feels as if you know, like someone's pulled a plug and something is undraining. Like all of the wind seems to be driving into the cave, the the direction that you're heading. What do you do? Are you going that way? I mean, yeah, I'm still f- fighting towards the cave. That's where we left everyone else, so I need to head back and group up with them. Uh, you get to the top of the ridge, and you find uh, that there are five carts 
left where you left the kite. And it, it looks like most of them were kind of left in, in like an orderly fashion, but they've kind of, but they've been blown around. A lot of them are, are on their side or tipped over. And I think the ones that have tipped over have spilt like goods onto the path. It, it looks like the villagers have collected everything they could, but, but they've left a lot behind. There's a lot of like, like food and, and like sacks of grain and things like that left here. And you can see ahead of you, uh, the rope bridge that I think Briss constructed. And it, and it's sort of like shaking like violently in the wind. I don't know about a shoe, but I'm not <laughs> very keen to get on the bridge right about now. <laughs> Are we going to have to cross that? I don't. Did we find any other way around? I think the other way around was like going down and going back up, like oh, like God. going down the chasm and then going back up. But I think that'd be climbing as well. Yeah. So I think that's just as bad. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you, Shu, I used to be a tightrope act? No. Okay. Um, I guess we're going to try like, get across. Like, I guess... I, I don't think it was ever that wide. Like, this is probably not a better way across, but, like, another way across would maybe be to just jump and hope the wind would carry you. Uh, but... <laughs> uh, I, I feel better being, being able to hold on to a rope, at least. Something. Are you going first? Are you, you going to try it? I mean, I, I, it obviously looks like people are left in some sort of hurry if they haven't been able to come back and fetch the other surprise yet. So, yeah, guess we need to, to go and catch up with them. So, yeah, Are you go first or second. I'm. Or, or how are you approaching this? Uh, I'm classically going with the the old man trope of I need to rest a minute. Can uh, <laughs> do you want to go first? Shoot. <laughs> Okay. Um, I think she like gives like a very grim nod and 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 walks to the edge. I, I think he makes like he makes a sign, which I think he make like crosses some fingers and places out over his heart, and, and you recognise it as as like a sign to the shadow. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think it's more out of. I don't necessarily think it's a religious gesture. I think it's more just a thing that he's learned and he wants it. Like, he wants some reassurance right now. Uh-huh, yeah. And he slowly makes his way across the rope bridge. You can see it just, like, buffeting in the wind. Um, And it takes him maybe a few minutes. Like, he goes very, very slowly, but eventually makes it over to the other side. He shouts across to you, but you can't hear it in the wind. I, 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 I guess it's my turn. I guess it is. Uh, Venz is definitely scared. This is, you know, maybe before he could have done something to the wind to help get him across or, you know, helped it to control it and made it safe for both of them to get across. But, like, now he's just got to do it by himself. I mean, you don't have to. You can still use spells, but it'd just be a very bad idea. Yeah, I think so, too. (laughs) So I think this is like a lead people through a dangerous situation. So when you lead people through a dangerous situation yourself or others, roll. Um, how are you feeling? Yeah, scared. Very scared. Um, and I've rolled a nine. Um, so on a nine you get to pick two. Um, you don't suffer harm. Nothing is left behind. You don't end up in another dangerous situation. Um, I'm going to go with the first two. 
and okay. not have don't end up in a dangerous situation. As the one that gets left. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, I think you make it across very, very, very slowly. It feels like hours to as, as you crawl, like inch by inch, finger width by finger width across, and you can feel the sensation of the rope burn against your hands, and but also like your hands just basically freezing in the cold and the snow. And I think you slip a few times, but but eventually you make it across. I think. I've got an image of, like, Hugh putting his bow out so that you can, like, as you get to the end, so he can kind of hook you in and pull you, help by pulling you across. And I think as he does that, um, you see something materialise behind him. It kind of appears as if out of the blizzard, like out of the snow. Like, like your first instinct is it's kind of bear-sized and, and like, like, kind of, like, has that same hulking shape. Uh, what do you do? I got a call for shoe to look out point in that direction okay uh i think i think the thing i think the thing charges and and shoe basically ducks um and like rolls out of the way who's left holding the bow uh i feel like um shoe wouldn't let go of it i feel like it would more come out of my grasp since i was just helping me okay. across so i think he he pulls it you're you're kind of on the cliff edge and this thing is like, I'm trying to, like, work out how this thing moves, I, but I guess at the minute it's sort of, I guess barreling towards you is, is, is the thing that's obvious, but I, I think it's not quite that. I, I think it's, it feels like it's sort of swirling as it's, like, rushing towards you. And Shu has rolled out the way and it's coming straight towards you. What do you do? Oh, I'm gonna try and jump towards Shu, I guess. <laughs> you know, it, like dodge out Yeah, one. basically. I'm not going to stay there by the edge of a cliff while something runs at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to make a... I guess it's tent fight. Guess who's still scared? That's another nine. Cool. It's a tent fight. When you tent fight roll, on a 79, you do it, but there's a cost. The MC can offer a worse outcome, a hard bargain, or an ugly choice. I, I think your choice is you take the blow, or or you drop down backwards. I don't think you've got time to dive out of the way. I think ultimately, uh, Venz is probably going to be more on the side of taking the blow rather than falling off down a cliff. <laughs> so, so how does this look like? Are you just standing there, or are you like it, is it still like you're trying to move and you just get caught by it? I, I mean. Because I succeeded in the role, I feel like I'm trying to move, but I feel like maybe I get clipped by it or something. Sure. Yeah, um, as the shape gets closer, like, you realise it's sort of... I think you get a better look of it as it, like, comes whirling in, and and it it's almost like it's got, it's got, like, a central, like, mass. Like, a bit like a... I guess, like, a little bit like a cloud, and, like, it just seems to have, like, sickle-sharp limbs kind of forming out of the bottom... Um, in order to move. So it's, so it's like it's pounding on the ground, but like the thing that's pounding out legs, they, they, they're forming as it's moving. And one of these just sort of like sweeps out to, to catch you as you, as you roll away and you, and, and it rips, uh, like a deep gash in your side. Uh, you take two harm. Okay. How are you feeling right now? Uh, well, yeah. Like this situation, you know, like, Probably not being able to defend myself very well. I'm, yeah, I'm scared. 
like this is probably the most out of control I've been for a long time. And what do you really not want to do? I mean, I don't want to fight. I really don't want to fight. <laughs> I want to get out of there. Like, does fight mean casting a thing? Like, does does fight mean risking unraveling to protect? I mean, yourself? yeah, ultimately, yes. Okay, because I because I think I'm gonna push for like a steal yourself move, which is when you steal yourself against grave injury, duress, or horrors. Choose an action you hope not to do and roll. On a ten plus, nothing happens, and you can act as null. On seventy nine, the MC picks one that you didn't choose. On a miss, it's the one that you chose. So I think on a miss, you will. You'll do that thing that you didn't want to do. You'll you'll try and weave something. All right, here's me about to peek in scared. Is that what you're rolling, scared? Yeah, I don't think he's changed at all, but... Yeah. An eight. So, my seven to nine, the MC picks one that you didn't choose. Um, So it could be suffer more trauma or harm. It could be stuff like freeze up, panic, collapse, rage. Um, I I think in this situation, uh, you just run. I don't, think, I don't think you freeze up. I don't, I don't think that feels like the right thing to do here. I think you just run for the caves. Like, you don't even look to see where she is or what she was doing. You just run, holding your yep. side. I'm off. See a shoe. And you're, you're, ma- you're maxed out yeah, and scared? Yeah, I've peaked. I've spiked. Cool. I like how it's like, oh yeah, Venge is going to turn up in the caves and maybe help some people, but actually no, it's going to be Venge turns up in the caves screaming his, Bleeding. his head off. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, so back in the caves. So I think it's just Briss that is in that space, right? Uh, and you're wading back into the combat? Oh, yes. I think, um, Vens, you can show up at any point you want to. Like any, okay. any time you feel like it might be appropriate for you to turn up. Gotcha. So yeah, Briss, uh, you're, you're diving back in. Yep. It's a terrible idea, but Corrin went and guilt tripped me and now I don't have a choice. I think by this stage, like, some of the villagers have broken free and are kind of running into the shrine space. Are you paying attention to who it is, or are you just diving past to help them? Uh, I've got my sword drawn, and I'm basically wading back in, um, taking swings at anything that comes out of the walls. Sure. And specifically trying to find... Um, trying to find Re, and, if possible, keeping an eye out for a Varasque-shaped lump on the ground... But I think people standing up take priority. So you move past the people running out. I, I think you see um, Arkan like burst past you. Uh, the, the woman who is with the parish. Uh, she she's like very tall and like recognisable, and she's carrying Vilta on her shoulders. And she she bursts out past you. Uh, you also see Ayin. Um I think you also see uh, Verask walk past. I, I think he's got the same sort of injuries that Belka has. But like more of them, he he looks very heavily and severely wounded. It's just kind of like leaning on a wall as he like walks into a shrine, takes a few steps, and then just slumps. I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of uh, prop him up, hold him, and then sort of uh, try and carry him back towards towards safety a, a little ways until I feel like he can walk on his own. I, I think you hand him over to Kaylin, who I think is at the entrance as well, and then turn around and go back in. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a scene which feels like you're fighting stuff, but I feel like a lot of this scene, I think it, like, the analogy that I have is, like, it, it's a bit like a burning building. Like, it's very, like, Callan doing that thing of, like, going in, finding some people, pulling them out, and then just, like, going back in again. It feels like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, uh, how are you going in? I think seeing seeing Callan, like, uh, at one point I passed Callan, sort of guiding somebody, um, and decide 
to sort of try and push further, um, get to the people closer to the back because they're they're gonna need more help. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm gonna ignore the next couple of people who are stumbling past and just sort of point them in the right direction, but push on past them and ideally try and find Re. Are you are you trying to like hurt the thing or are you just caring about saving people? Whenever whenever I get a chance to take a swing at it, um, I'm I'm taking that. But there's a nagging feeling in the back of my head that the whole exercise is futile. But I'm doing it anyway because it's kind of satisfying to actually feel like I've got that some kind of power over the situation. So I feel like there's a, there are a few different options here for like what to roll to see what see how you do. Uh, tempt fate makes a lot of sense. Um, maybe also lead people through a dangerous situation or use force. It just depends what you feel. I, I think this is more of a tempt fate because um, I'm actually trying to push push as far back as I can basically trying to push my luck trying to get to the people who are most in need the, the, the yeah. furthest from safety so push my luck okay uh, how are you feeling I think once once Briss has gone back and forth a couple of times and is basically just completely full adrenaline surrounded by surrounded by nasties she actually settles into almost like almost a meditative thing it's like you know, whenever something crops up, she takes a swing at it. She keeps pushing forward. She walks past people and just just pushes on. I think she actually uh, she hits a, a peaceful. Okay, sure. And that's terrible. That's a six. Uh... <laughs> okay, so so you force your way down this corridor. I, I I think you I think you do like see some more people and point them towards the exit, but. The, the storm gets worse and worse the deeper you go in it, and it's a full blizzard. And I think it's very hard to see who or what you're helping. And as much as there's, like, one of the things you notice is as much as there's snow, there's also all of the leaves, all of all of the like plant matter and the mass um, that is being like thrown around, pulled from the walls by by the winds, is is like blending into the snow. And you can see, like, the plant matter, like, meet the snow, and almost, like, the snow starts to change colour where it hits. It seems like the, the storm is being slowly turned. The Strail and this thing are fighting. I think Strail is losing. I, I've got no idea if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, the other thing that happens is you get to the back of this group. Um, you were looking for Re, right? Uh, yes. You find Re stuck. To a wall, uh, you can see like two great, like sharp uh, tusks of plant, like driven through her chest, and she's just kind of slumped against the wall as oh. like as as other plants like crawl over. Like she, her her sword has fallen to the floor. Um, can I see it? Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up and sort of slide okay. slide into my belt, and then try and try and grab her and pull her off the wall. This I I, I can't leave her here. You're going to pull her off. Yep. Um, okay. I think you try, and and the thing that happens is you you can feel like that she seems to be attached to the back. Uh, you notice that like the plant matter is like growing all like around her, and like it seems to have like grown into her back. Do you want to keep pulling? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pulling. Uh, even if all I get is her body, um, I'm not gonna leave her here. She doesn't deserve to be left here. Okay. Um, yeah, you pull, and I, I think like, <sighs> yeah, I, I think it's gross, and I think it, it, there's definitely like a ripping as it happens. Um, I think you get the body. Uh, 
like it's definitely very disgusting. I, I let's not go too far into it, but yeah, you get the body. That'll have to do, I guess. I, I think as you're like carrying it, uh, this is probably where like you're at the back of the of the column, and I think this is where Vens comes in. Oh, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Coming to help you lot. Um. Probably say it as I like clutch my side and like run in towards you. Just, just run past. Yeah, just keep going. Actually, but maybe I won't even stop. I'm just off. I, I think Shu is like very close behind. You got to get these people inside. Yeah, n- no shit. <laughs> uh, like I think Shu like fall like is maybe like a minute behind. Uh, like he's clutching his bow and uh, like has an arrow like knocked. And just, like, runs almost, like, half into you and just runs past. And just shouts, come on. He- well, help me then. Uh, and you, you, can, you can put that thing away, it's not going to do any good in here. I, I think he, like, like helps someone that's sta- staggering and just keeps going into the, like, go- continues down. You, like, lose them into the lizard. Okay, okay, that's a better idea. Help someone else. Uh, are you going to keep going? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay at the back, make sure nobody else gets, gets left behind. Let's do a uh, lead for a dangerous situation roll here. Alrighty then. Um, I'm going to roll sad, because I'm sad. So, Briss just rolled a three. Oh boy! <laughs> All the XP rolls tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting plenty of XP, and everyone's dying. It's great. Maybe you would have done a better job leading people through the situation if you weren't lugging a mutilated corpse. I know exactly what I'm doing. Help me well, with this gross thing. Well, hindsight and all that, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I imagine it's very easy not to see anyone else who's alive or like needs your help in like the chaos. Like you're you're probably brushing past people or like standing over people that you don't even see or know of. Like I don't think visibility is good in any way. I think like you're probably half stunned, <laughs> like half in shock as much as anything. Yeah, I've taken a lot of hurt. Uh, so. I think the three people that this affects is Briss, Vens, and Shu. Like, I feel like you're the people at the back. Excellent. Um, I think everyone else is either fallen or they're out. Get back to the part where the paths fork. Ahead of you is the shrine. To the left is the corridor. Um, is the other corridor where, where this thing has been coming from. And, and the thing has, has filled that corridor. I think it started to, to almost form tendrils, uh, across, uh, blocking off the shrine, almost like a little wall. If you're going to get out, uh, you're going to have to cut your way through. Crap. Let's go to Charlie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you looking for Belka? Yeah. So I think there's a scene where we go to Belka, uh, like, where we unite you, but I think first, like, I, I think there's a, like, there's a scene here between you and Strail. Yeah. So maybe like the not the place where this happens is uh, like that that gathering room, like the the dining room. Like that feels like a nice space to have this. Uh, I, I think you're you're trying to find your way to Belka, trying to find your way to to the lake and the way out. And and you're walking through this room for the first time, and you can and you can feel like the storm whipping up all around you. And I think there's I think like like it's to the extent where like chairs are tipping over and like books are like flying off the tables. Oh, good. I think snow is starting to settle. How are you reacting to this room? Or how are you, like, reacting to this space in general? Is Charla, like, rushing through, or are you paying attention? Uh, paying attention slash kind of sad. Okay. 
I guess not sad, more frustrated. In what way? Because uh, all of the other plans worked brilliantly, and this one hasn't. Like the fire plan? Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Chala's aware, all of the other plans have gone really well. Um, lighting the um, big cart on fire was the final thing needed to be done so that the older man would, would move on. Then when everyone was dancing, I joined the dance and got everyone to go. Then there was a bit where I just kind of gave up. But then the next plan that I had was to ask Strail to get everyone back, and that and that worked. So as far as I believe Chala's aware, all of these plans have been great, and this one has not. I'm very much aware that most of these have gone terribly, but I don't think, I don't think the character is. Yeah, I, I think it's gone bad to a certain degree, but not. Yeah, like this is the first thing that feels out of like Chala's control. Like it's well, it kind of feels like it's her fault, whereas the other ones were not that she could control it, but she tried to do something, and what she tried to do made everything terrible, without a beyond a shadow of a doubt. So, so why does this feel like your fault? What what part of it? Well, clearly, inviting Strail in was a bad idea. I imagine because I'm not that I'm not that far away, and we're in a cave, so I would be able to hear all of the screams. There should be probably a lot of screams at this point. Yeah, very echoey. And, and I think there's the thing where the wind is like flowing your direction, so it's definitely being carried on that. Yeah, and and Strail is known for taking screams and making sure you hear. Them. Yeah, definitely. Like yes, like very much that. That was the next thing I was going to say. Um, so I think the image we get. Uh, I think we get the image of, like, I think we get an image of the outside, like, from the outside. And we almost get an image of, like, all of the storm passing into the caves, like, as if, like, it, it kind of goes in and then falls calm. And I think, like, we, we see this effect through, like, all, like, all of the caves rushing into the room where you are. The, the stuff that's been floating through the air, flying through the air, just drops. And it's just this room. And it's basically, like, a thing swirling round. Um, and it seems to be swirling around you and just like passing over and like kissing the tables and, and like I think all of the books and, and like the custom carved forks and like the bowls and, and the pieces of fabrics that people have made as like placemats and like the gifts that people have given to each world kind of swirling around. How do you react? I think I just kind of slump over in a chair or something. It's just all a lot. Maybe that's fair. Maybe, maybe cry a little bit. Okay. You feel it brush against your cheek. And I feel like as it does it, uh, the, the tear that's like running down your cheek like freezes. Oh, that would feel so weird. And I think as that happens, you get like a sense of regret. Like an internal or an external? Um, external. Like, like, I don't know whether like Strail quite uses words, um, but you get, but it definitely communicates meaning and it, it communicates a sense of regret from it. I don't even know how to respond. I mean, you can not. Like, no response is, like, just sitting there is a, is an adequate response. Yeah. Um, I think the swirlings, is that what you're doing? At the moment, maybe just kind of paying more attention to what's happening around me, instead of just kind of sitting, crying at myself, crying with. Sure. I think, mean, like, the, this wind, the storm, like, swirling around you, 
it, it probably slows a little bit, but but mainly like it gets it it, it shrinks, like it keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Um, I feel like as it shrinks, it gets more corporeal. But I th- but I think the reason that happens is it's still trying to contain the same amount of snow. It, it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and forms to like the shape to this swirling white that's just kind of going around you. But it's very like, yeah, you could definitely like reach out and touch it. I'm definitely gonna do that thing. <laughs> touch it. Mhm. We're both very sad. Um. Okay. I feel like as you reach out, um, that feeling intensifies. That that feeling of like regret and sorriness. Like it's almost like it changes from a regret about the overall situation to like a regret of what's being done now. And I feel like the moment it touches, uh, you feel it just um, like it almost disappears, and you feel it like you feel it become one with you. And I feel like uh, there was that glint in your eye, right? Like when when you first let it, like when you first shared. When I first yeah, let it in. Um, I feel like yeah. that feels ice cold. I, actually, I guess, like, the thing we should do, like, I maybe, like, stepped ahead a little bit too far there, is, uh, like, Charlie, do you try and resist it? No. I don't think that I do. Why not? Because it's too surprising. Okay. But also familiar. And I don't think I've been afraid of Strail before. I don't I don't feel like I would have the wherewithal, the knowledge and the time to resist it. Okay. It's more of I'm sad, you're sad, I'm sorry you're sad, I'm sorry you're sad. Oh dear. We're both very sad. We're both very sad. Okay. And then now we're both very sad together. Yeah. Okay. Is my understanding of the experience <laughs> so i don't i don't feel there's a lot of fight there yeah i feel there's a lot of kind of resignation and just sadness sure what have you done to my character that broke into buildings <laughs> just to go see shiny bobbly you're things. still that character right yeah just now i had consequences to my actions. Yeah. Um, and the room settles. Things fall. Um, the sound of the storm fades for, like, everyone. Like, the rest of it, the susur- like the susurration and the tearing noise is definitely there and loud, but that goes. Maybe the next scene is, uh, like, skipping forward a little bit and at, at the lake, and, like... Uh, I feel like the next scene would probably be Corin running through at some okay. point. I, yeah. Um, if everyone's running towards the lake, that I think Chala is literally just going to sit there. As Corin turns up. Until someone familiar shows up and realizes that something's weird. I don't think there's going to be any impetus to move or do anything for a bit. Yeah, I think that's the next thing that Chala is kind of aware of. Um, is Corin just kind of... Like, you don't notice him, like, come up. You, you just see Corin, like, in front of you and go, like, come on, we need to go. And just tries to, like, pull at you. I think probably just quietly take Corin's hand and be uncharacteristically quiet and letting someone else lead for a bit. We are never going on this camping trip, are we? 
No, we are totally going on this camping trip, and isn't that going to be a great time? Um, to within certain <laughs> definition of great, sure, yeah. <laughs> Get ready for this summer's hit sitcom, You, Me, and the Remnant. <laughs> oh, dear. So I think unless you want to be doing anything else, Belka, um, like the, the scene that I can kind of see happening is like people starting to... F- People starting to filter into the lake area. Sure. And almost like you getting them ready. Yeah, I'm, we are shoving people on boats. Yeah, and helping them pack belongings. And No, we're just putting people in boats. You On, on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is uh, what you and you and Maddie, maybe like Aeem, like comes here, who's one of the villagers. Um, I think Nilcat, uh, who's one of the parish, comes through and like starts helping you. Like those two start helping you, but like the rest of them seem a little bit too injured to mm-hmm. help. Um, I think you get you know um, Charla and and Corin into a boat. So far, you see no sign of uh, Briss or Vens or Shu or Callan, <laughs> like none of those. But you've also seen no sign of Filter and Arkham. What are you doing? Uh, I think Ma- I think Maddie is also here. Like I feel like not Maddie. Um, yeah, those two are trying to help people into boats. So staying and helping people into boats is a thing that you can do that is worthwhile. But like it wouldn't affect things if you left. Okay. Well. Hmm. Um. Oh. Okay. Fine. I'm taking Leaf with me though. I'm not going back by myself. <laughs> I want to take Maddie with me because she's my new friend and we have a bond and I love her, but if she's busy helping people get on boats, I'll, j- I'll just take the magic dog. Just take the magic dog. Um, yeah, so you, you brush past uh, people as you're going in. That there's like less people than there should be. Like That, that thought like very much strikes you. Like There should be more people. And like I feel like you make your way towards the shrine. Um, you maybe, like, pass cast as you're going in, um, like, in the sports area. Um, and, like, he's he's fighting, like, uh, like a losing retreat. I think the dog kind of, like, laps around him as, as, like, he runs up. But, like, cast is very much, like, slowly slowly backing up and, like, slowly taking shots, but, like, is definitely losing this thing. I think, I think um, you can see, like, the plants seem to have formed to, like, the corridor outside of the sports area. Good. And he looks at you and goes, I guess he... Have you spoken to... Not really. Cast about... Does he know that you're of the parish? Like, I'm just trying to work out how much he would know. Does he know the parish? He might do. Like, Like, it's conceivable that he has met them. If he's met the parish, then he probably would have met Belka, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so maybe not. But it would be weird that he's given no indication of that up until now. Yeah. I guess Filter was on her own for a while. The rest of the parish arrived after her. So he could know Filter and know of the parish, but not know me. Yeah, and and like Cast feels like that person he would go to see. Yeah. Like Filter would have gone to see Cast, I think. Or at least gone to see Leaf. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think yeah. Without any kind of explanation, um, like he just kind of like nods at you and goes, "They're through there in, in the shrine. I'll hold them off for as long as you, as long as I can. Buy you some time." Is the 
I thought the corridor was like all blocked, or is that just from? The- yeah, like like I think it is all blocked. I think he's I think he like takes aim and like shoots at one of the shapes that's forming. Uh, like like he's 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 getting you a path through and is going to try and well, like. I I prefer if he just came with me. Like I think that's kind of what okay. he's doing. Like he's just going to try and like keep a path for as long as possible. All right. I, I think Leaf definitely joins you. Like Leaf, um, like Leaf is at your side and like snarling at these things and like lashing at these things. Are you going? In? Um. Well, yeah, I guess I. Yeah. I don't have anything. So. Didn't um? Didn't Callan give you a knife? You took it back. Like... Oh yeah, it was too dangerous for you. Yes. Blame Briss. You, you took that. Thank you, Briss. I mean, you probably would have hurt yourself. Because I'm in no danger of doing that now. Alright, well, I guess I'm just kicking my way in. That seemed very Velka. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Cast and Leaf uh, like, basically help you get in, and you make your way to the shrine. And the shrine has been totally overtaken. I, I think it's quite dark in here, um, and I feel like as... Like, there's definitely a thing where, like, as Cast is shooting... Stuff like that, they sort of like flash up and then all the color leeches out and they fall. Like, like that is like the main source of light in its room. It is transformed from like this bright, beautiful, like spiritual feeling space to something that feels totally worrying. Good. Good. So these plants, uh, and like the, the yellow masses have spread through the room. Like you can see like the veins of it across the wall and, and like not even just attached to the wall, but like hanging from between the walls and like connecting up spaces. Uh, it's totally climbed over the pews. And I think the altar is the same. Mm. There's a space in front of the altar though that is not touched. Like it's completely untouched. Uh, I think there's still the light shining around it, like the, these, these weird glowing orbs. Like it's almost like a, maybe like a 10 foot sphere. And at the centre of it, you can see Vilta, uh, like, laid on the ground. And, like, crouched over her, you can see Arkan. Oh, good. And she seems to be begging, like, Vilta to wake up. I mean, I admire her optimism. I, I think she's saying, like, Vilta, if, you, if you're going to wake up, it, it's now. We need you. Uh, what do you do? Well, maybe just lying her on the floor isn't, you know, a tip-top plan. So, let's go move them. Are you rushing, so you're rushing over to her? It's fairly hasty, probably, yeah. Cool. Uh, let's go back to the other side of the wall, um, to Briss and Vens. Uh, so, so you're, you're running back into the shrine? Attempting to, sure. Yeah, and, and, uh, so this, this growth has kind of, I think there's like a net of, like, uh, this yellow mass just kind of formed its way, uh, blocking the entrance. What are you doing? Swearing, uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> so is it, between us, or just in the sh- like in the entrance to the shrine, in the entrance to the shrine, so like blocking the entrance. Okay. Um. Well, I've still got one arm free for like one arm's holding this corpse, and the other arm's still got a sword. So just pushing into it and starting swinging, trying to cut cut through. Doing the only thing okay. she knows how to do is hit stuff. Sure. Do you want to make your move? Like this feels like a definite yeah, use I for. Yeah, so. I think so. Again, uh, no choice. Able to hit stuff, uh, sticking with peaceful. That's that's what what she does in this situation. I managed to roll twice. Um, let's take take the first one, so the eight. Um, so on an eight, uh, you get to pick one. You suffer little harm. You inflict great harm. You drive back, seize hold of something, or create an opportunity. I will create an opportunity. So you you suffer harm. 
I do. Okay. Um, are you wading in? You're you're just wading in like with your sword. Yep. Uh, if if is it your sword or is it mine? I, I I've got I've got uh I've got Reese in my belt. Okay. I think you wade forward and like you're into this like into this mess and 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 you're like basically hacking at it uh, in order to like create a window through. And I think as you hack at it, it just seems to um, like, something I should probably bring up just quickly. Um. Uh, I should have remembered this before now, but um, I, I think I got this sword from the from the jackals, which means okay. there's a chance it's got a bit of a history, or it's it's got something that makes it something special when remnants are involved. Yeah, it was perhaps. like legendary, right? There was there was definitely something about it, but like the fact that I'm fighting a remnant now, I wonder if that has any sort of effect. Yeah, so maybe, like, as you're hitting it, like, there's an effect. Like, maybe it's, like, sizzling and burning from, like, wherever you touch it. Like, I, f- I feel like that kind of makes sense. It's not just the wounds that you're doing, but the wounds seem to, like, spread. Yeah, forces it back a lot better than Callan's spear is doing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it forces it back, and I think it, for- like, creates a a gap in it, which I think if they want to go through, like, both Vens and Shu can get through. Vens is still scared, so he's just going to, yeah, f- follow Briss's lead and just head straight in. Sure. I think he's going to be at least uh, at least wait for Shu to go first though this time. Uh, so like Shu runs through. I think he stumbles a bit as he, as he runs into the shrine and just and you follow. I, I think you you see ahead of you. Um, you can see Belka and they are they and Arkan are crouched over the body of the Weaver and there's like this empty patch of space around them. Um, and uh, and you can also see uh, Cast and Leaf uh, sort of fighting against. Against this stuff, I think Cast has, I think Cast has switched away from his rifle and is probably now like using like a knife and just grappling with it. But yeah, you two get through. So just just quickly, um, as Briss is cutting through the this stuff, I think she hears before she sees the little the sort of faint jingling of bells, <laughs> and she she sort of breaks into an almost manic grin and starts laughing in in, in just sheer relief and just starts cutting even harder. Oh, I'm going to get that hug from you yet. <laughs> Not if I die first. <laughs> okay, so let's do the negative bits of this use force move. I, I, like, you've definitely created that opportunity, but I feel like the thing that's happened in reverse to that is you've also made it clear that you're the obvious target here. Yeah. So... I, also, yeah, you don't, I think you take two more harm. a very plant-infested corpse, so that might be fun. I think you take two more harm as, like, these vines, like, wrap around you, like, faster than you can hack away. Hey, look, that's all of my criticals. <laughs> oh, you've been using your armour, by the way. Do you have uh, armour? I do have armour. Wait, what is armour? So that should be reducing every... That should be reducing every harm you take oh. by one. Oh, that's good. Do you actually only oh, have to moderate? moderate. Hey, cool. Well, yeah. that's nice. I think it's it'll be so. This will be your second moderate that you take. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Belka, so you rush to the side of the Weaver. Yes. I think the thing that you notice as you get down is uh, Vilta's um, hands are both like firmly on the ground, palms down, and there's like a look of concentration on her face. Like you can tell that whatever is keeping this thing at bay, this is like it is Vilta that is doing it. Are you going to pick her up? Is that what you're here for? Uh, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. Keeping the plants at bay was probably a good idea when she was just on the floor, but a 10-foot radius doesn't help us in the long run. I think it would be good for us to leave now, actually. I think Arkin definitely like, turns around to you as you approach, going, like, if we, if we can wake her up, she can stop this. We, we know what she can yeah, do. Yeah, because that's been working so well. 
up till now. It's an extremely dangerous room, and I would like to be not in it. Okay, uh, so you pick her up. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to like work out what the room is at the minute. So I think you've picked her up. You and Arkan are working with Filter to get out of the room. Vens and Shu are kind of rushing the same direction towards the corridor. I think like Leaf and Cast are there. I think they're slowly being overwhelmed. It's probably not apparent to anyone other than Vens or Shu that Briss is still in the tangle. Like, I don't think Briss is visible. Oh no. Oh no, Briss. I think you're all kind of, like, fighting your way back and losing. Uh, Vens, what, what, what are you doing? What's your situation right now? Like, I think Shu's ahead of you, and you can see... Oh, this is, like, the first time you've seen Cast, right? Yeah. And he's just sort of fighting. I think, I think he likes... Are you doing anything with it? I or mean, just at like, the moment... That, that's, uh, it's that's a later yeah like process. obviously it's a big shock and I'm like it's a big what the fuck moment but uh, I think I'm shouting after Briss like come on get through you're gonna do nothing staying tangled up in there get through here you don't fucking say just go on ahead I'll get there I mean I guess now I'm taking note of the situation and seeing what's around what can I do <sighs> Might even be time for a panic spell. <laughs> I mean, you're also spiked out, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm scared. I'm spiked. I'm. I'm gonna go to go to act on instincts, right? Even if it's not in my best interests. Like, is your instinct to get out, or is your instinct to protect people? Well, I mean, get out where? I think that there's nowhere for me to get out. Like you're you're free of the tangle. You're like here. Yeah, but what I mean is like. There's nowhere for me to really go if we're fighting in both directions, right? Uh, I, I, I think Cast is very much like, like keep going, keep going. Like I, I think that's clear. Like that people seem to be filtering out the other way as if there's a way out that way. I, I think at this point it's more leaning back to I'm gonna try and help. Okay. I'm gonna try and weave a spell. <laughs> okay. So when you use spirit to weave spells, say what you want to achieve. Choose tags according to your bond with remnants. The MC will say how much spirit it will cost you, then roll. Um, if you ever weave a spell without tagging the remnant, your magic is wild. On any hit, choose an additional option from the 7 to 9 list. So it'll be pick 2 or pick 1. Okay. No, pick 1 or pick 3, depending on how successful you are. We're, go- we're going wild. Uh, what, what are you trying to do? What does this look like? I think I'm trying to push back the power of this remnant that's trying to build up these plants to, like... Uh, to provide some safety for an escape, at least, just to get us moving, rather than feel yeah. like we're just beating stuff back. Get us on the offensive, sort of. Just to, like, maybe just not even fl- flatten them out, but just, like, stop them from growing, just pushing them back, and just maybe putting them into some sort of, like, stasis. Okay. Uh, I think that will cost you two spirit. Okay. Um, what does that take you at? That would put me on critical. Cool. Um... So I'm spiked and scared. Scared is my 2 plus stat. Does that put me on a 3 plus? No, it'd it, it mean that you, you you can either roll scared at plus 1, or you can roll another stat at minus 2 and clear all spikes. If you don't, you, you're going to have to roll scared at plus 1 like 5 times. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely still scared. This isn't like a a rational thought or anything. Like, Is it 2 plus 1, or is it just a plus 1? No, it's just plus one. Instead of the plus two, it's a plus one. Okay, gotcha. All right, I'll do that now. That's an eight. 
So you do it, but pick three. Um, so do you take one more harm or trauma? Do you unravel? Does the spell have side effects? Does the tagged remnant call in a bond or gain a bond on you? So I think that will be, in this case, that will be the remnant that you're fighting. Okay, I, 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 I cannot take any more harm or trauma, really, so I'm going to pick that one. I mean, you can, you might, but like if you take your last wound, you can become scarred instead of taking it. I, I'm going to pick that one and let the other one three go. Unravels, okay. side respective spells, and tag remnant calls in a bond. Okay, so what does your spell look like first? I guess, um, since I'm using it against the sort of hibernation um, remnant. You're not using it against that. You're, you're using it in, in, in its sphere, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like it has like a calming effect on the plants. Like, okay. As if, you know, they start to... Not wilt, but like literally, like fold back in on themselves. Maybe just sort of like pull back against the wall. They start drooping down, that sort of thing. Do you know what your which unravel option you're going to take? I think the two that you can do is call dangerous attention to yourself and advance, or recall the first time you learned of your powers. How did it make you feel? Clear all spikes in that state. In that state, I'm not ready to recall information about my past, so. Let's call dangerous attention to myself. <laughs> An advance. So I think this thing has a bond on you, like this unknown remnant. Do you have any thoughts about what the side effects could be? Like, what goes wrong here? Um. Well, I feel like maybe the big side effect of it is that it's very draining on me. Yeah, but like, I feel like it, it, it'd be on like the other people in this room. Maybe it's that. Maybe, maybe it is like everyone starts stumbling. Yeah, that's why maybe I was thinking more of like, it's not being projected fully at what I'm trying to do. It's more of like a wide beam thing that's just made people feel a bit woozy and relaxed. As I was trying to do that to the plants, but I've also done it to the people that I'm trying to help. Um, so I think like what this looks like is, uh, like shoe, I think shoe cast leaf. Uh, Vilta, Arkan, and Velka all kind of at the same space in the corridor, and I think they just start stumbling. Um, like, I think Shu just kind of, like, falls to his knees and kind of slumps on the floor around. Um, I feel like all of the people there are going to fall asleep, and I think they know that. We'll get to that in a second. And you draw dangerous attention to yourself, right? Correct, yeah. So I think this works with the Bond thing. I, I, I think, like, let's give this thing um, like, that now has a bond on you. I think the dangerous attention isn't straight away. Um, I, I, I think it's very much... So I, I think a thing you pick up is like a big part of what this thing has. This part, this thing is about using, is, is about claiming stuff and using what it claims for its own, like, like powering itself up and like using the things it finds. Like I think we established that with the people, like using the things it finds as like weapons or tools in order to get what it wants. And I think it's very much noticed your power, and like this is a thing that it wants. Like this, it, it's going to like pursue you until it gets that. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I can't stop it. So I guess I could only my only option is to keep going and fighting it as long as I can. So I think your spell works. You pull together what you can of the spirit in the room. 
You grab the failing, ragged ends of Asaya's aura, suture things together with what you have left of the shadow. You use your own spirit to tie looser ends. A fragile object, but it will have to do. You pull at it. Swifter than you knitted the thing together, you tear it down, and then slumber takes hold of everything. You see the plants, all now under Corpus's control, droop to sleep. The violent waves they spin on the floors and walls still. The last few people in the shrine and corridor do the same. With the plants quelled, sanctuary fills the place. A sense of absolute peace and stillness. Briss, who was snared in a thicket of the things, feels their grip loosen. She swings a few more times at the vines as they slink away. With each strike of her sword, it grows heavier. Her limbs tire. You watch as she stops to lean on it, and then collapses, snoring to the floor. The last few people in the shrine and corridor do the same. As you look around you with your thoughts growing muggy, you, you glance at your companions. Callan snoozing against the wall, leaf at his feet. Shu laid together with the last of the villagers, collapsed together near the exit out of the corridor. Belka and Arkan knelt over Vilta, propping each other up. I think you're the last to fall asleep. Satisfied that your spell has worked, and for the moment at least, everyone is safe, you give in and close your eyes. As you do, for the first time in months, Vilta's eyes open. <laughs>